are you still able to drive your car? For legal purposes, I have not driven my car since the accident. Uh, it's safe. It's not it's... dangerous. My catalytic converter was sawed off the bottom of my car. <laughs> Holy shit. I can't. But, like, I've been hearing so much about that happening, but I didn't know. I have. You're the first person I know that it's actually happened to. Yeah. I don't know if it's just been a common thing in the car theft communities or if it's a new. Oh, it's big, dude. We're all doing it. Because uh, there's, like, platinum in them. And, you know, right. you can sell them for a high price. I imagine I might be buying from the person who stole it from me. Uh, but we'll see. <laughs> uh, that that would be the ultimate insult, man. Like, that would be yeah, so... To me. To, yeah, to me. It, like, I would feel so emasculated if I had to buy back <laughs> something that was stolen from me. But you know what? I'd, I'd swallow my pride. Uh, but the thing I is... I would choke on the Rhine. <laughs> but the lack thereof would probably leave me empty inside. It would leave me empty, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, but I, like, I'm not even sure I'm going to get it repaired before I move to Colorado. Because, you know, I I pay a, a $500 deductible or whatever, and I That's put it back huge. in, and then, like, what? They saw it off again. Then it might happen again, yeah. Yeah. I was like, well, yeah, what am I supposed know. to do? Clearly your neighborhood gets hit. The only... You know? ugh, the The thing is... Catalytic converters convert your gas emissions into cleaner emissions. It doesn't get right. rid of them, but it makes it better for the environment. It also muffles the sound of your car. Right. <laughs> Which is the most obnoxious feature along with the smell of gas whenever I drive around. But it oh, is. Oh, no. Dude, your car's going to explode. you got to stop driving it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm probably just going to walk to work. Yeah, how long of a walk would that be? Um, it's like 25 miles away or something, 20 miles away. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. As long as I like kind of run walk, you know. You get there in like seven hours, eight hours. Yeah. 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 I'll just wake up early. I'll wake up like an hour earlier than I Just wake up early. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's all you have to do. (laughs) I just won't sleep, actually. Dude, I've been thinking about getting a Vespa. You should just get a Vespa. A Vespa. Yeah, just... Trade in your car, don't fucking deal with the catalytic converter, and just get a little moped, a little scooter. Man, you know, I have, if I were to ever get, like, a motorcycle type of vehicle, that that is probably what I would get, is, like, a little Vespa. Mm-hmm. I would love a little Italian Because I want scooter. people to think I'm French. I want people yeah, to think right? I eat some good fucking bread. Yeah, French or Italian. Uh, either one, I'm fine with being mistaken for. Yeah. Dude, there's a helicopter flying around all around my, like, just above my apartment for some reason, it seems like, and a fucking dog barking back there. I can hear everything. <laughs> and I, This is real. All right? I'm living a life I, on the side of the camera. I can't hear anything. Hopefully your mic can't, but I am excited to see. I know my mic can. Do you know, like, it, where the news feed is streaming of, like, your imminent arrest? I have an app that tells me, but I'm just so tired of looking at it because it's always... There's homeless people, so it's always, you know, man brandishing spear. Right. Or, you know, this someone got pulled over. Like, I don't know what is up with San Diego PD, but they the use of helicopters is just <laughs> Would you say liberal? <laughs> it's I mean, beyond liberal. It is like it's they're trying so hard to justify their helicopter budget, it it feels like. Because they seriously just right they fly the helicopter around if there's like Anything going on. A homeless man <laughs> got caught jerking off 
you know, on El Cajon. <laughs> and they had to and get they the, send a fucking helicopter. Yeah, they get, had to get the chopper on him. They had to get the chopper on him. Like, <laughs> they have to send it out there. A surprise air attack. It's, I don't, I, re, I fully don't understand it. And when we first moved here, it freaked us out. <laughs> but but I, I guess y'all have gotten used to it. Yeah, now I live in a dystopian place for over three months and, you know, I don't notice the helicopter that flies over my apartment every five minutes anymore. <laughs> you just kind of tune it out. Such a weird feeling, man. I feel like I'm in Minority Report or some shit. <laughs> Jeez, man. Well, what, you know what that chaos kind of reminds me of that you're going through? Oh, man, I can't possibly think of any songs or albums or MCs that could possibly be related to what I was talking about. Yeah. Um, Hollow Notes. Yeah, we're going back. We're talking about Hollow Notes again. We're doing right? H3O today, I think, right? God, if only an H3O existed, Brett. <laughs> I would have loved to have done that. If only, it, look, the, my one complaint about Hollow Notes is that their discography is so limited. It's, you know? Yeah, I, I, it's they don't have enough content for me to think it's worth giving them my time. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't know, Brett. I mean, what else can we talk about? I feel like I'm all out of things. Um, have you ever listened to any songs by the greatest rapper that ever lived? David Diggs? David Diggs? I don't think, you know, it sounds familiar. I feel like if we just start getting into it, I might remember. All right. Yeah, you know, sure. We'll just hope on that. What's up, buds? Welcome to another episode of the Earbuds Podcast, the EVP Cast, baby. We are your hosts, co-hosts, partners in crime, partners in rhyme. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I just that was straight off the cuff. Ooh, you should have you should have guessed it on this album. Yeah, I know. You should have been featured, man. Uh, reach out, bud. Come on, Diggs. <laughs> Come on, David. You know my email. <laughs> <laughs> you know my biz only. Uh, I, of course, am the one half of the Earbuds duo. I am yeah. Brett Buttercup Hanrahan. Ooh. Joined with me, as always, is Lucas uh, Blossom in Dracovs. Mm, yeah. We couldn't get Bubbles on today. I don't... Uh, I, fuck Bubbles. Yeah? Yeah. Not a big to, fan. Me- yeah, I mean, we only pay each other to be on this podcast. I'm not right. paying someone else. <laughs> I'm not paying a third party. Yeah, what do I look like, Jeff Bezos? What am I made out of money? <laughs> can barely afford you. Yeah, I mean, my rates are pretty steep, so that's what most of the budget goes to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, at least what, what I'm excited about is to listen to one good album for a certain amount of time Yeah. with my one good friend, my only good friend. Because I'm the only one you can afford. You really are. I mean, I, you know, I've known everyone else for so much longer. It does get, you know, there's interest. Yeah, Com- right. Every it year compounds. It, go- it goes up. Yeah. Yeah, it compounds. Uh, that's how we have the, the whole agreement set up. Yeah. Uh, today, we're get we're, look. <laughs> today, we're getting called. Hear, the, hear us out. <laughs> hear us out. Um... I don't want to be the odd couple of podcasts today. I'm just all right. Can, for once, can we just be what we're what we're meant to be? 
the pod couple of oddcasts. The pod couple of oddcasts. Exactly. Yes. Come we're, on, man. This is an right oddcast. This is this is an, a music a a, a a podcast where two nobodies talk about music. Yeah. Who does that? Yeah, and it's it's one of the only podcasts that uh, no one listens to. Ex- yeah, right. You know, we're we're kings of the bottom. It's not one of those like WTF with Mark Marin or like I don't want that. It, not one of those podcasts that everyone listens to. I don't want to be successful or get any attention at all. And you know what? Like saying we're this an odd couple, us. saying we're an odd couple is kind of rude. If I'm being it's honest. a little honestly, it's a little bigoted. Yeah, right. You know, it's I I don't want to. You know, we don't need to focus on the negative. You know, but yeah, uh, you know, we're the odd couple. Damn it, we're the <laughs> what are we? I, you know what? Maybe it's maybe it's a moot point by now. But I'll yeah. tell you. I can't tell you what we are, but I'm going to tell you what we're doing, and that's reviewing critiquing giving our opinions on the clipping album clipping it's it's uh dude like how have i never heard of this band it's it's so crazy right because you you can only know so much in this world and there are some people that are so talented and crazy good at doing what they do, and you'll just never hear about them in your life. The only reason I know about this band is because of my buddy Alejandro, who is the mm. most like hipster noise whatever poser in my life. He's uh, got like how many Death Grips tattoos does he have? Uh, he's got seventeen. I've never seen any of them though. Yeah, they're all in his dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice dude. Yeah. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> His death dick. Yeah. Yeah, his death dude. Uh, my, my boy Alejandro uh, showed me these guys, and at first I wasn't really keen on him. He showed me the music video for one of the songs mm. on this album called Inside Out. Right. Uh, and that was my first journey into them. And only like a year later, I thought I thought of that music video again. I was like, yeah, that was so weird. I want to watch it. And then that got me into this album, into their other albums, into being a fan. Uh, and that's why I brought it to you, man, because I know you hadn't heard of them. And I thought it'd be really cool to kind of experience, to like hear what you think about them uh, as a first reaction, as a first listen. How many times have you listened to this? Like, how many times had you listened to it before we decided to talk about it? This album in particular? Yeah. yeah. Um, not too much. Probably like, I mean, I've, li- I've, been, I've had this physical CD for like four or five years. So probably like twelve or fifteen times. Damn. Okay. Uh, yeah, man. This is. It was very unexpected for me as coming from you. Right. Yeah. Because I, I never would have expected you to be into stuff like this. I'm usually the first person to just like bite at noise or like not experimental music, but music music that feels like it's too far in its own ass you know yep yep uh but this band in particular like i don't really get that feeling from them that they're doing something just to do it but i feel like the artistic integrity behind it i guess it definitely doesn't feel like uh 
they're trying too hard or they're doing something that doesn't come completely naturally to them throughout the whole record. But, you know, to kind of put some context around what we're talking about, this album is noisy as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, and you hear that in the intro, in the first track of the album. Yeah, man. It's just a, just a loud, I guess like a sign. It, It sounds like, yeah, just feedback on a, amp or something like you know whenever you hold a microphone in front of an amplifier or a speaker and yeah. it's it sucks because <laughs> i'm <laughs> let me tell you why it sucks yeah it it sucks for me because i'm not the biggest fan of like noise right music in general and this is i mean you this could be classified as more of like an industrial rap record sure that's noisy as fuck but there are, there are several songs on the record that are so noisy and the music is so jarring that it's hard for me to listen to. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's a... It's... I don't understand noise music in general. I don't understand why... I guess it's aggressive. I guess it's gritty. It gets across a really raw emotion, but yeah, it just sounds point, really angry to the point where it's like hurting you and giving you a headache. I don't understand. Right. I got, I had to, the first time I listened to the album, every time after that, I had to skip certain parts, like kind of skip over certain parts of songs because mm. it was giving me a headache. Yeah. That was, and, that was my main concern with this album. Dude, there's a lot of like metallic sounds and just grating, yeah, glitchy. You know, they they call it music. Some oh man, I'm I'm. It's they they got compared to a certain style of music that they're writing on this record, which is basically using mechanical sounds or uh, pre-recorded sampled sounds as music but like sw- changing them in a way that it doesn't sound like the original thing that it was hmm. and it makes sense that they write music like this because they started out as they they started like they met in college and they started writing uh doing remixes of songs and doing like noise remixes of like some of their favorite hip-hop songs right and so They've been doing noise shit from day one back in 2009 <laughs> when they met, you know? So when this album comes out in 2014, uh, they, it's, it was only natural for them to do something like this. And yeah. I, But, you know, with that said, like, almost getting a headache several times listening to it, there are some songs that I love on this record. Well, that's that's awesome to hear, man. I I knew you'd recognize kind of the talent of the group, but I did not know how you would actually enjoy the music. I mean, the music, I would say the majority of the times I'm not a fan of, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't enjoy (laughs) most of the beats. I did not enjoy, but my favorite songs on the record are the ones that I like that the beat and the, the, uh, David, the delivery and the rapping, like, are just as good as the other because for me, the music is hard to listen to. There is some really cool synth stuff in there, like really cool, like eighties horror sounding synth stuff. Yeah. I especially think of like story two. Um, yeah. Dude, 
the way that that song builds and the synth that they chose to use for it is so fucking like horror movie. It gives me anxiety. Well, it's very stressful. I, <laughs> I might have, uh, I might have, I might have chose this album partially for me because they do have it's very two... self-serving of you. <laughs> they which do have... I've done with every album I've chosen. So I mean, look, we each have our own lists. It's not mm-hmm. like we vote really. <laughs> no, there's no, there's no negotiations here. Uh, but they do have two horror rap records out. That I they read that, recently. and I, I really want to dive into those. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, there's like listening to intro, body and blood. I mean, a lot of the tracks on this record are just creepy and unnerving. Yeah, right. That's. Uh, I'm sure you read on the Wikipedia or Genius or whatever. Uh, the reason that there are no eyes in the album name for for this record. I didn't see that. No, what is it? Uh, it's because there's no. It, he never says I in any of the songs. I don't think it's all like stories and third person yeah. perspective throughout the record. Yeah, he, he he's able to weave a, like a tale on every song, and it's really really impressive. Like how he can stay on topic, right, and tell this story to like. Vivid, vivid, vivid detail. Yeah, it's it's you get such a vivid idea of the setting that you're in. He's really good at pulling from weird, like niche objects or feelings around the room, and painting a picture that almost seems familiar to you. Yeah, it's it, the story most of the time makes sense, especially like as a narrative, like any story that he's telling, even if like anything from like, like story two, where he's talking about like an ex mobster who, uh, someone killed his family to like get back at him for something. Yeah. Uh, like amazing buildup on that whole song. The music is perfect on it and it's, it's incredible. Yeah. And it's incredible storytelling and it's, it, but he'll go from something as like abstract and kind of random as that to like uh, who's gonna be able to fuck at the end of the night when they leave the club (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh they definitely they they touch on a lot of different topics and themes most having to do with well i guess kind of the bleakness and there's a lot of disparity in these songs a lot of satire too, yes, satire as well. Especially, he's talking about like, yeah. Sorry, I mean, especially on the song that you were referring to tonight, which we, uh, my roommate and I, listened to that on the way back from work today, and she was like, "Yeah, if this isn't satire, like this song is, it's it's terrible if it's yeah. not satire. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking awful if it's not satire because it sounds like an LMFAO song." Yeah. Or something. And that it's so bad, but it's also like making it kind of a dark commentary on hookup culture. Right. And kind of taking the color out of it and just seeing it as what it is, which is kind of this, I don't dirty, know, like dirty, like kind of almost sad type yeah. of looking when, when it's When it's your life, you know? Yeah. And personally speaking, probably one of my least favorite songs on the record. <laughs> Even if it yeah, is satire. Me too. 
Uh, yeah, the the satire part didn't make me enjoy it more. Uh, yeah, it it was it was hard to get through that one. It was hard to get through the intro for me. You know, um, you know what other ones were just like ends. I couldn't really. You, know, you didn't I, like ends. I didn't really like ends. I I'd love if all the weird synth that they used on it wasn't so glitchy. If it was just this continuous thing, the, mm. the thing is like the songs that didn't have like a hard beat. I didn't really, you know, it was hard for me to vibe to. Right. And they very rarely ever have a, like a, I guess what you would consider a traditional beat. <laughs> if ever. Yeah. So rarely. I mean, the song that's just like all bells the you whole didn't time. Like, uh, work, work. I did like work, work. I love the bells on work work, uh, but there's another song where like the whole the chorus is all bells or something. Hmm. Is uh, it a it? It's kind of like dream where it's very soft, spoken yeah, the dr- whole time, and it's dream. Man, so dream like leads us back to David. I think is how you pronounce his name. Yeah, David Diggs. Talking like the how he can stay on theme about the song where dream is about uh, the personified. Uh, point of view <laughs> of a lung full of cush smoke. Yeah. <laughs> so it is these beyond abstract, trippy, nonsensical, but kind of makes sense lyrics that just showcases how it's poetry, really. Uh, right. Yeah. Is what it is. And it showcases like how good David or David is. In how he is the best part of this whole record. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's if really if any other rapper was rapping over these beats, I'd think it was interesting, but it wouldn't be something I would latch onto so hard. Right. I mean, David is one of the best rappers I've heard, maybe in my life. I I think there's a strong case for him for being one of the best rappers of all time, at least, I mean, if Fantano Fantano described him as like, if a rapper had stats, like in a video game, his would all be maxed out. Yeah. His would all. Yeah. That's so perfect. Like he, he's can do a lot of different cadences. He doesn't have just one flow. He can do 10 different flows and he'll do two or three different ones in a, in a song, like, like ludicrous style. You know, where he'll just switch <laughs> yeah. it up on you. But his quick delivery is so engaging, like how fast he can go sometimes. And he also has this clarity to his voice where if you like, sometimes he's going a little too fast to hear anything. But like, no matter what he's saying, you can understand what he's saying. You can pretty much make out everything. It's just hard to keep up. Yeah, it's just like more of a mental thing. <laughs> There's so much breaking down of these lyrics that we could be doing. Like this out al- this episode oh. could be five hours long. It's I, of us breaking down each song. I've looked up the lyrics to these songs before, never so deeply, and I'm convinced that you could write an entire book just about this guy's lyrics and how he approaches things and all the like three or four layer references and like metaphors that he has. Dude, I mean, unreal. Like, the wordplay that he has and the the bench that he has of vocabulary is incredible. It's it's incredible. And he has an amazing flow. He can rap over 
literally anything and literally has. <laughs> yeah, he he raps over an alarm going off, like so, a, a yeah, like an alarm, like fucking siren or what. Uh, that was another one that I couldn't listen to. But his that's what <laughs> sucks, man. Is like he is so good. Every single song, he's amazing. Like there's not one song that we can pick out on this on this record that we'd have to go and repeat how good the lyrics are and how good he is on it because it's right. across the board. It you could take the worst the quote unquote worst verse in this album and it would be like ninety percent of rappers' best verse they ever written. Yeah, and the worst verses on this album are the features, and the features are good. The features the are part. really good on this album. We yeah, can talk I didn't about like that more, but uh, Gooch or whatever the the guys. <laughs> I didn't like him too much. No, you didn't like Gooch. No, but I I liked uh, Cock Pistol Cree and oh. uh, Big Teak. I think was another one. Uh, he. He was good too. Gangsta Boo. Gangsta Boo, I did not like. <laughs> I, I thought she had Gangsta a good Boo. verse, but it wasn't. It was on my probably least favorite song on the record. Yeah, yeah, but that's a, like David. Seriously, like he, it's kind of it's really odd, but kind of great and kind of funny that his lyrics and his rhyming, like his delivery, his cadences, are all. Literally, like, incredible and beyond impressive throughout the whole record. But the lyric themes are, like, weirdly gangster and, like, violent. Yeah. And then also some songs are, like, stripper fighting music. (laughs) And talking about, you know, popping pussies and and slapping bitches and all this stuff. Like, someone that is as good as he is, I would think would be more of a, like, you know, I'm an intellectual like I'm gonna write about politics right. yeah. and you know like cultural problems and <laughs> all this stuff, and it's just like no, like he will he'll write just a he'll write an amazing story because he's just that good, and he'll take you through this journey in each song. But he is not, you know, I don't want to say above, but he's not afraid to just like talk about guns and drugs and girls too. And it's just such a weird you don't expect someone to be this good to rhyme about that stuff. Yeah, it's. You can tell throughout all these lyrics that he, you know, like he grew up in this shit, right? And yeah, he which knows he doesn't all about seem like it. he does. He's in a fucking Sesame Street commercial. <laughs> I did and, not know this about this man. Yeah, yeah, he's. <laughs> <laughs> I you when you talked about these dudes at first, I was like the guy from the Sesame Street show. Well, that that was like, your first. <laughs> that's my. That's the only thing I knew about him, and I just thought he was an actor. He he doesn't look like he grew up, you know, insanely like in a in a tough neighborhood or anything like that. But he's from L.A. and he writes about shit, and it doesn't sound like he's full of shit, you know. No, and it also doesn't sound like he's it, throughout the album. He kind of talks about. I get the feeling that he doesn't want to glorify this stuff, but right, he talks about the darkness of it all. He he's talks not, about the darkness. He's not necessarily but, glorifying. Yeah, I think your phone's ringing. Is that your phone or is that the beep? That's not me. Uh, it's so funny. I'm listening to the album and I thought there was a <laughs> phone going off. <laughs> uh, he's definitely not glorifying violence or anything like that. He's 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 making it dark, and the music assists a lot with that. Yeah, uh, and so it's yeah. He's he's a very Conch, I get. I, they call them like conscious rappers or something. 
Right. Like you like you think like common or Talib Kweli or something like that, where they're not yeah. really rhyming about like, you know, making crack. And David is just like, you know, I'm, it's, yeah, one of my songs that talk about making crack. Yeah. It, it, you know, and it, maybe he just feels these stories need to be told and people need to see this vantage point that you really don't hear about too often. And especially to this degree of detail and like firsthand experience. And Mm. it's not glorifying it but it's also it he he's still saying that there's a reason this is happening don't blame them for you know they're not to blame for all this or or violence or whatever like there's a reason this is happening and it needs to be fixed yeah that there's a systemic issue here yeah Um, right yeah yeah, and it's it's funny though because you know how much I love the ignorant rap shit. <laughs> and he's there's so many amazing lines in this record, but some of my favorite ones are that type of like rap where like I love the motherfucker still die in the summertime. Yeah. And it's such a great to a dime in the, summertime. in the summertime. And I go, murder on the outside, everybody inside. Murder on yeah. the outside, everybody inside. It's so catchy. And like Inside Out is by far my favorite hook of the whole. It's super catchy. The first half I hate. The second half is like the catchiest thing. <laughs> you don't like the verses at all. I the that's what sucks, man. Again, like he is David is so fucking good, and he's so there's so many amazing lines on this record, but it sucks because I don't enjoy listening to the song. Damn. Most of the, most of the time, there are a few that I like a lot though. Well, I you know I think he has other stuff that doesn't have oh, to okay. do with like, this band at all. Uh, it oh, might cool. be like a little more like traditional music uh, stuff. I haven't checked it out. Yeah, uh, but that's cool. I want to check it out. But yeah, this is I'd say this is probably one of the more accessible albums they have. Uh, oh wow! I was hoping the ones <laughs> after this would have a little more traditional hip hop. No, I think it's influence. I think it might be less noisy, but also like less traditional hip hop. Like the the first mixtape uh Mid City is super super loud. Uh okay. but Splendor and Misery, which is the next album after the Wriggle EP, it has a it's a concept album. And I know you kind of cringe whenever you hear that. Uh, uh yeah. But you can imagine how this guy was able to do all these stories. You can imagine what he could do focusing on one story throughout an entire album. Yeah. I'm excited to listen to the, the horror ones after this, because as, as much as I, that's, what's crazy, man. Cause it's all David. Like I'm not excited to, I'm only excited to hear what he does <laughs> on the records. Well, I, I think I, I do like the music on this album. Uh, I think it gets across, the the mood of what we're doing it's inst- it's interesting samples it, there are really mm-hmm. few instruments in in the music and more like just sampling things like toy ray guns and right. what sounds like i don't even know what body and blood is it's like a wet punch or something or like <laughs> you drop a wet sack of something on the ground just a little <laughs> a little <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there's at times it sounds like they sampled 
uh, fucking Lily crumpling up all that aluminum foil in one of those episodes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think it's cool. I think like songs like, uh, I mean, Williams mix. I don't really even mm. consider that a song. That's not a song. I think what that was, uh, and it's just my theory is that it was, it was all the songs or samples that they used on the record and they just put it all together in a song. Yeah. Well, it's, before today, I just thought, like, I don't know. Maybe it's just a thing that they're like, oh, it's musical. It's all the samples we used. And, like, I thought maybe it was, like, them saying all the stories are kind of happening at the same time. Like, mm, in, in the same universe. But the the factual reason is that this is a cover of a song from the 1950s. What? Uh... It is a weirdly, extremely faithful cover of what? <laughs> of a. Uh, let me find it. It's John Cage wrote it in. It released it in 1952. Uh, he this was. Song. It's musique concrete. That's the genre I was trying to remember earlier. Music concrete and music concrete. Uh, Holy shit! That's a cover, and it's a weirdly. Like, I listened to a little bit of the original song, and yeah, like, it's a pretty faithful cover, <laughs> which is weird because it's just random noises seemingly randomly put in random places. Yeah, uh, I it, I didn't recognize it as a song at all. No, and I, I still don't. Like, that's the kind of noise and experimental stuff that I kind of, like... I guess I don't understand that. I just kind of turn my back to it's like, I don't see what anyone gets out of this, you know? Yeah. That's what I mean. Unless you're into like noise jazz, what do you get out of that? <laughs> yeah. It sounds like freeform noise. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it did to me. Like, honestly, that, that was my assumption was that it was just all the samples they used on the record and they just kind of threw it all together and just kind of put it over each other and all that stuff. Cause there are moments in the record too, that, I don't know if you noticed this, that there'd be maybe a quarter of a second long recording of a woman talking randomly throughout, uh, like, every song. Every song? I think every song had a moment where they, there was literally a moment where you hear a woman go, just in the middle of a word, just, huh? Or, huh? Are you sure oh. that that isn't just David? <laughs> <laughs> no, no way. It's in the beat. Unless it was something that was happening on the website that I was on while I was listening to the albums, <laughs> to this album. There's, I think it's on every single song. I mean, I'll, I'm definitely going to look out for that, but I did not notice that at all. It, every time it happened, I noticed it and I was, it. I, I just thought, and then at the end on the last song, they have like, there's a part where a woman's singing, right? Kind of for a little bit. There's like a recording of a woman talking or something. Uh, I don't know. I think I don't listen too closely to Williams mix. Right. I, I think there is. And that's what made me, I'm like, Oh, okay. Well then it's all the samples. That's how I got to that. That assumption. Yeah. Well, it definitely is for yeah. sure. That's so fucking, yeah, that's crazy. That to cover. And like, I don't, I don't know who Tom Herb is. Yeah. I don't either. He has two li- listeners on, on Spotify. I like, I, I've heard he makes, like musical software or programs or instruments or something like synthesizers or something. 
I have no idea how he features on this song. <laughs> I don't know what he does, but he has an album called Trios on Spotify, and it's him with a bunch of other people, and for all I know, it's just fucking noise pornography. Ay, ay, ay. Well, uh, dude, I mean, I think it's about time, man. What I, I really want to hear your choice, Nug. It is time, it is time, it is time for choice nugs. It is time, it is time, it is time for choice nugs. Your first choice nug. My first choice nug. I really do like a lot of the songs on this record. Though some have kind of uh, gotten a little older over time like it's the honeymoon kinda, phase is over <laughs> it's kind of hard to listen to body and blood anymore just because mm. i do not like the instrumental to that one at all i love um, the hook though the body and blood oh yeah so you don't need you for sit but your face in your dick you know <laughs> yeah it's great uh it should be said uh, we already said it david is top notch in every single song every single one dude like any, he doesn't have a weak moment on the whole album. Not a single, like, not a single line is even like a. It, it, it's insane. This guy's a genius. Uh, I mean, you know, there's stuff like tonight where he's like, "Who's fucking tonight? Who's oh, right. fucking tonight?" And I'm like, "Oh God!" But he, again, he if that's satire, right? We can just go on that assumption. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and like, oh God, just like how taking off, how he like speeds up the rhythm in the first verses. You notice how like. After kind of like the first measure, he goes a double time, and then it's triplets, and then it's like fourth. It's like chord notes or whatever. Are you talking about story two specifically? No, I'm talking about taking off. Oh, taking off. Yeah, if you listen to that first verse, like the first two verses he does, he starts off like real slow, like da 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 da, and then he goes da 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 Damn. Yeah, and it's kind of noticed that he did something like that on Story Two. Yeah, right. Uh, so he does is, that multiple times on this album, which is like incredible. <laughs> it's crazy how he can go really slow and really fast and be just as good at both. Just as good and a unique and voice. everything in between and a very unique voice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so some honorable mentions are I really do like Dream because it always gets me mm-hmm. in a dreamlike state just listening to it. I really like dream it is trippy as hell it's straight up poetry yeah uh and those bells are so haunting and creepy on it i love yeah right you can you get the feeling that you're walking through an abandoned like city or something yeah it needs to be in a tim burton movie fucking stat (laughs) uh i liked get up the alarm clock one i thought it was really cool how i know i know i'd love it it if it didn't make me want to fucking gouge my eyes out (laughs) i just think it's really cool how like it's just that one sound for like the first minute and a half right until the chorus comes in and then they add a second note to harmonize yeah, and suddenly harmonizing. like i just thought that was very cool i liked the uh chorus i, I, I get up as one of my favorite lines what's that banana clip is a paperweight <laughs> right it's like that is so fucking gangster like damn i love it uh summertime super catchy uh I really appreciated ends the more I listened to it. I did not like it. But my first nug, and I think we share this one. Uh-oh. It's Story 2. Story 2 was an honorable mention for me. Okay. I liked it a lot. It's it's 
when I first recommended you to this band, I recommended you listen to Wriggle and Story 2 because I think it's mm-hmm. the best thing to like kind of show off what this band has. Just starting off with, it, through the entire song, the time measure changes, right? It goes like right. from three to four to five to six, to, you know. Yeah, three beats a bar, slowly increasing to four or five until it gets to eight. Yeah. And, and then just, they split that eights into triplets and then they start over at three and then they go to eight again. And it's just, it builds this tension, this, this like ebb and flow of tension and anxiety through the whole thing that is so good. So well done. Yeah. And it, it's, it's just so, it seems so simple, but marking the time measures up like that gives it that crazy tension as the story progresses and it starts off just kind of describing this guy and his life and kind of what he's doing. And then an incident occurs where he sees smoke coming from where his house is. And he starts running over there. Thoughts running through his head. Yeah. He's uh, an ex-mobster who's gotten out of the game. And he's been worried about... He's been kind of paranoid. He's he's noticing cars that seem to have like damage that he's seen before. That might yeah. be one of his old buddies or something. And as, uh, he's getting increasingly paranoid. And as dude, more like, instruments come into the mix... <sighs> At minute fifteen, when it makes that change, just do 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 right. It it adds this like, you can tell he's like starting to power walk a little bit because he smells smoke and he's worried about his family, and it has this eighties horror like survive think like survive Stranger Things type right vibe to it. So fucking cool, so crazy man, and I love the what the fuck where is the babysitter that he overpays. And oh, just like, so good. And then at the end, all these synths are kind of overlapping each other, doing like little arpeggios. I think it's, it's such a cool... The entire song is a movement, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's... I don't know, man. Such a cool song. Such a such a cool song to turn people on to, I think. Yeah. It's so... The song is so tense. And it's it is, like you said... Probably one of the best representatives of how uh, he can weave this narrative, yeah, and how the music really does propel that that story to the next level. Yeah, because this. I is... wonder which came first. You know what I mean? Yeah, the story too. Because uh, apparently, this is like a series that go throughout each album. Like their first mixtape had story or story one, and then their story. Four. I was wondering about that. Okay. Uh, but even as a standalone thing, he, it's only a two minute long song. But in the two minutes, he gives you a complete visceral, uh, absolutely vivid picture of this guy's life and who he is and this thing that he's going through. It's crazy. Dude. Yeah. The lyrics and the music and david's delivery just all of it just adds so much tension and you are going through what the dude is going through in the song like at right. the same time yeah holy shit it is such a great song so it, cool. but totally deserves to be your choice nug if someone's choice nug <laughs> it is by far one of the best songs on the record for sure uh well, you want me to just go ahead and tell you my second or you want to go um i guess i can go all right um, I had a couple of other honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Inside Out, I really like. Mm. Uh, Murder on the Outside, Everybody Inside. That's mm-hmm. like one of my favorite hooks of any rap song, 
I think. Inside out now, lock and load, let's ride. Dude, it's so catchy. His like tongue in cheek gangsterness in it is so great the whole time. Yeah. Uh and he's calling, you know, he's calling attention to, you know, how fucking people get murdered all the time in poor neighborhoods and stuff, and he's just making it catchy, which is so fucked up, but great at the same <laughs> right. time. It's such it's such an easy way to get someone to listen to your song and maybe learn something or maybe think about something. Yeah. You know? And also one of the cooler beats, but it's super discombobulating. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's their, their bread and butter is discombobulating. The, yeah. Very discombobulating. So I'd say, you know, out of the songs that we've already mentioned is like honorable mentions. That's the only other one that I have. But my first, uh, my first one is work, 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 work. I, I had a feeling you'd like this one. Yeah, man. It's, it, the my favorite songs on the records are the ones where I liked the music and the lyrics, right? And the yeah. and the rapping. So this is the first one on the record that me and Christina both like just kind of caught each other both dancing to it, like you know <laughs> sitting on the couch chilling. And I was like, yeah, this is catchy as fuck. Yeah, the the kind of array of bells, I guess, and the weird kind of time manipulations they put on it is both catchy and interesting. Yeah, there's bells, these really kind of like Enya-sounding bells over 808 bass. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, it's super simple, but extremely catchy chorus. Very catchy. Like it's And, and again, like Cock Pistol Creep is great on it. Oh my god, absolutely killed this verse. Yeah. Get I mean, that work, make that work. It almost seems like she's rapping along with the bells. You know? Yeah, she she's kind of the only one I felt like that really could stand up to the weird avant-gardeness of the music. Right. Yeah. I I think all the she features, seemed right at home. <laughs> all the features on this album, I believe, are are great. But she she kind of understood the project, right? Like she kind of understood what they were going for and tried to match it and did a good job. Yeah. Her her attitude, her delivery is so perfect for this song. Because, uh, you know, it might be not PC at all, but this is <laughs> a really pretty solid representation of, like, stripper fighting music. <laughs> like, I just see strippers, like, throwing high heels at each other during this song mm. and just dropping that ass because that fucking beat, that boom, boom, super deep. It's yeah. so easy to just, like, the way the song the beat is just so perfect to just, it's so easy to dance to, man. It's, it's a really fun song and it's probably one of the more like party songs on the record too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It wasn't, that was an easy choice nug for me. Mm. Uh, well, let me tell you about my second nug, which is one of your honorable mentions inside out. Ooh, man. I hated that song at first. (laughs) You know, I did too. (laughs) <laughs> really alejandro is probably mad if he's listening to this he's probably mad because i was like "Ugh, yeah i don't know man it's just not my thing i don't get it Ugh. uh and now i'm like and now it's my second favorite song on the album it's i did not get it at first either but man once i started really digging that yeah oh it's so nice it's so ear candy and especially since it comes after or die Right, which is like probably the most industrial beat on the record. Yeah, and the ending is so 
distortion and crunchy and nasty. And then it comes in with this almost like cheesy beat. A little bit. Where it has these... (laughs) And it's such a polar... It's like such a flip. It's like, oh, okay. But Uh, man, that that hook, that first half of the hook is... That's hard, man. There's a storm coming. Like this fucking like crazy distorted glitchy just like... It's like those... It's like a moment in a horror movie where something jumps out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a jump scare. The, the first half of the hook. <laughs> it really is. The first time I listened to this album, I had the volume like near where I couldn't hear anything because I just wanted to make sure like nothing blasted my ears out. Yeah, that's that's uh, one of the one of my techniques listening to this album multiple times was just turning it down. <laughs> the, <laughs> just turn it down a little bit. Ready your trigger finger on that volume knob. Yeah, you got to be fucking ready for sure. But Inside <laughs> Out is like you have it it does build like the second verse builds up. They have like a way more intricate beat going on the second time that almost sounds like Prodigy or yeah, something. Right. You know, but man, that that hook once it gets past that first part and it's just murder on the outside, every that is so catchy. That bass is so cool. Yeah, it's it's super like that catchy. goofy ass thing in the background. So great. <laughs> like it's so like you said cheesy and somehow just cool as fuck. Yeah, and the chorus almost makes it seem like. It almost seems like one of those ignorant rap choruses, right? Yeah. Murder uh, on the outside, everybody. They're just like, hey, let's get murdered. Yeah. People get murdered. Like, it's, yeah, it sounds like it's glorifying it, and then you realize what he's talking about. Uh, but yeah, this was the first song I looked up the lyrics to and really appreciated his storytelling, his scene setting, just the way he can almost effortlessly convey feelings and just places you know yeah dude yeah for sure i mean, like like we said like his narrative skills are crazy and uh he really shows off how much he can switch up his delivery oh yeah on inside out he does it several times <laughs> and it's on the on the fly it's he doesn't lead into it at all he's just doing something new all of a sudden and it's, it's incredible it's like a switch it's just like a light switch he just yeah, it's Changes. Eminem level in terms of how fluid it is. And also, I didn't realize this until today. This is why you can write a book about this album. Every verse starts with him describing something that's orange. For some reason. I don't know why. Like, the first one's a carrot. There's, like, a traffic cone. Uh, an orange couch. Wait a second. And it's like, I don't know why he did that, but he definitely did. <laughs> Oh, what the fuck? And I'm, I'm reading sure, the lyrics now. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff like that on this album that we didn't even realize and that we can't find on Genius. But looking at the lyrics, there it's just like insane the amount of thought that must have went into these lines. Yeah, I, I wonder how long it took him to write this, this album. Because, right. man, as much as I love the guy, all right, there's one extra verse, I feel like, on every song. That's true. There are definitely some songs that go on a little too long. 
there's one too many verses on every single song. I, and it's this dude's just like, just let me write one. Just, I got three. <laughs> I got three in my head right now. Just like, we gotta, this song has to be four minutes and 51 seconds. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I definitely felt that on Taking Off. I don't think that needed to be a five minute song, especially since a lot of the beats on this album are pretty minimal. Uh, but this one yeah. especially just kind of has a kick snare and the snare kind of echoes. Uh, and that's about most of the music. <laughs> yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of... Uh, that's the thing, man. It's not filler, right? Like, there's no filler on this record. It is just David has so much in him. Yeah. And I can't imagine that there's... They have like five or four or five full-length records and multiple EPs. This dude has so much lyrical content in his body. Right. It's insane. It's yeah. It's just yeah. It's it's yeah. insane. It's uh, it really it really is almost indescribable. Like how good he is, right? Which it's is insane. I was really thinking today, like, because uh, before I'd always thought that Kendrick was one of the best to ever do it. Right? I listened to. I still think he is. I I think it's definitely it. It wouldn't even be a hard argument to say that he's the greatest rapper that ever lived kendrick kendrick yeah man uh, yeah i mean you i know you'd have plenty of people that argue with you but uh man of my lifetime of our lifetime it's pretty <laughs> i think that's even harder to to argue with you know but like you listen you know you listen to one dissect right and suddenly <laughs> you you can't Holy deny shit. it i listened to to pimp a butterfly the dissect to pimp a butterfly series and mm-hmm. the amount of thought that goes into even the instruments and just all the lines and stuff. It's crazy. But I was comparing David and Kendrick today and they, it seems like David from what I heard doesn't really like he makes stories of other people and puts himself kind of puts his experiences in those stories while Kendrick mm-hmm. is a lot more personal yeah, I mean, it definitely seems like uh, just. I mean, just like David too. It doesn't sound like uh, Kendrick's full of shit at all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I believe everything he's saying, <laughs> especially Good Kid, Mad City. It, it just feels like an autobiography. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm sure it is. And uh, the the music between them is completely different. Right. Ah uh, man. And so Kendrick I, is top three for me. I, I honestly couldn't decide which of them is, is like a better rapper. I think they're it's it's Kendrick, David, um I feel like you gotta put Eminem up there, man. <laughs> yeah, I got why, because I'm white. Yeah, I mean yeah, you gotta represent your white folk. No, Eminem first off did not stand the test of time. I don't uh, know, man. I think Eminem I think a lot of people could argue that he's one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, sure. Whatever. You know, I mean, you know, if if rap god isn't good enough for you to say that's one of the fucking most that's one of the most impressive rap songs I've ever heard. I mean, he's yeah. It's almost like it's almost like my buddy. The way that you talk about Eminem reminds me of how my buddy talks about Travis Barker. I where, dude, I also don't like Travis Barker. So oh, don't see, even... you're just fucking like him. You're just like my. You're just like Andres, who's who was on the Soundgarden episode. I, you, he's hey, like Andres swears that Travis Barker is not that good. He's just technically good, 
That doesn't mean that he's artistically good. And I completely disagree. I used to love Travis Barker. I used to come to his defense every time because in Blink-182, he made a lot of creative beats. Yeah, and he was always there. you wouldn't normally hear with pop punk. You listen to any other pop punk band and they don't sound like that. But guess the what? The drummers don't play that. After Blink-182, he's got jack shit. I mean, he... 100% agree. He's yeah. relying on his fame now. I mean, he's literally gotten to the next tier of fame. That Travis Barker is not the Travis Barker that he was 10 years ago. Right. He's a completely different person now. He knows he can phone it in. And he does. Look, look at look at fucking Robert De Niro and, you know, like look at any of these like longtime dudes that are just like established. Travis Barker is established. What pisses me off about Travis Barker more that the fact that he's phoning it in is that he's writing the exact same song with every single rapper right now. Right. And he, he's bringing back this pop punk movement with him and MGK kind of started it, but he's been on a he's about, doing, Yeah. He's been with a lot of other artists as well. And it's just, it sucks. Cause he could have been like a very cool influence on these kids. And he's just writing the same drum beats for every single song he's ever every featured single, on. Every single song there's, is the same. There's a video of him. I don't know if you remember this. It was kind of a viral video of him playing on Soldier Boy's song, Soldier Boy Tell Him. He just like played a drum part for that. Nope. Um, it's a super popular video. It has like, I don't know. I don't know how many views it has. At, at least like 10 million or something. And all he does on it is the most simple beat. And... That's just described his life since Blink-182. And I it sucks because I know he's got it in him to write interesting drum parts and to be yeah. a really good creative influence to new people. And he just decides not to do it. It yeah, destroys he, me. I'll say the some of his best stuff that he's done has been with... Uh, oh, man. I can't believe I'm not remembering his name. I think it's Kenny something. Uh, Kenny Beats? No, not Kenny Beats. Man, I can't remember. I can't... Uh, that sucks. I'll I'll try and remember as we keep talking, but yeah, no, I agree. That's the thing is like you listen to old Blink One Eighty Two, even you know NMO of the State, and you listen to some of the stuff he was doing. You're like, dude, that's kind of undeniably a good drummer. Yeah, like a talented drummer. Right. So I feel like just because he's only technically good, that he maybe he's not artistically good. Uh, you, you know. You can't come. You can't say the same thing about Eminem because Eminem is technically really good. He's technically amazing, and artistically, he's really talented. Yeah, you might not like Eminem, but that doesn't change the fact that he might be one of the best of all time. I don't know. He said some because I don't pretty, like a lot of his music either. He's he's very hit or miss. Like the Kamikaze album was pretty bad, and then this new album he released was like, like kind of good uh so i don't know i don't know yeah i mean uh kamikaze is like critically and pretty much universally considered his worst record yeah but again i don't listen to a lot of i don't listen to a lot of eminem but i would say kenny is up there after listening to this record david is up there for me uh i think personally in action i mean i gotta gotta (laughs) gotta give it to your boy i gotta put my boy personally i i think i'd put mf doom up there with Kendrick yeah, and, and David, sure. and those would be like my top three. Because like, obviously they're you know you can't deny like Jay Z and Kanye and like the influence and that they had. You know, I really don't. I really don't give a fuck about 
that much of a fuck about Jay-Z. And at this point, I don't give a fuck about Kanye. I don't know why Jay-Z has been said that he's one of the best for so long. I don't hear it at all. Personally. He he had the blueprint, man. Yeah, the blueprint. I listened to it. Whatever. <laughs> Top five for me. Kendrick, Eminem, David, Action, and either... Oh, man, because I just remember J. Cole. But it's either J. Cole or Black Thought. Yeah, I think sure. Black Thought from The Roots... Fucking incredible, and I and that's even like I love most Def and Talib Kweli. There's so many rappers that I love that are really really good, but I gotta say like David is up there, man. After this record, he's up there. I mean, it's it's just simply from a skill standpoint, it's kind of undeniable. And then you get into his lyrics, and it's kind of undeniable. And then yep. you hear his flow, and it's like he's just kind of undeniably. It's not even an opinion. He is one of the best rappers to do it. Yeah, for sure. And this album alone, I can't even imagine everything else that he's done. I'm, I'm excited to listen to it. I might just have to listen to it on low volume. <laughs> yeah, you. I mean, go ahead and take a take a ride through the discog, see if there's anything you like. But before that, what is your <laughs> what is your second nug? We kind of got <laughs> off on a tangent there. Oh, we got off on a major tangent. Uh, do my second choice nug. It follows the same. It's becoming a tradition now. Where it was the I had choice nugs were right next to each other. It's summertime. Summertime, yeah. I, it's you know, it's great. When when you first suggested that theory to me, I thought it was full of horseradish, <laughs> uh, like I am at all times. But time and time again, I did the same thing. I did Inside Out and Story Two. They're right, right next to each other. Yeah, I it it holds weight. Uh, in any case, summertime, super cool beat. I think. Yeah, very fun. Uh, very catchy chorus. Yeah, I love all the uh, he. There's a lot of references to uh, to old rap songs on the record or on this album or on this song. Jesus, oh sure, it's, it's really cool. Like summertime, I'm thinking is referencing like Fresh Prince, the old song. Like I, I think it's that's something that made me really appreciate the song was like he's kind of dropping like name dropping in terms of like <laughs> lines through the whole thing. Right. And it's a cool, it's a really cool like spin on an LA like n- mid '90s gangster rap type beat, and I, I, I love the motherfuckers still die in the summertime. Yeah, like, it's so catchy and it's just like so dark <laughs> that it's <laughs> fucked up. It's just so, it, it's just that they write this line between banger and just like hopeless cynic. I guess. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's a really interesting mix. And the and the feature man, King T. He's great. I thought it was a fantastic feature. I love the ray gun that gets introduced as King T is rapping. Yep. It's just like so satisfying for some reason. Again, uh one extra verse <laughs> on <laughs> right. this song too. Yeah, like he's gotta have the last word, right? Yeah, he almost has like in the he does, and he almost has like a Snoop Dogg kind of delivery in the choruses and i and it's clear that they're going for something like that too because they they're using almost like you know that kind of radio feedback sound but they're using it how dre would have used it right in a 94 beat you know so it's it's really really clever and one of the least noise songs on the whole record too yeah for sure super catchy super easy it's a great song to drive around to and just fucking crank that thing up man 
<laughs> it's great. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, I guess that's all there is to say. I think at the very end, they kind of introduced that the you know, it's like it's like immediately takes you to this specific like rap feeling. Yeah, and those you know they're they're mimicking the scratching like the DJ scratches and stuff, but they're doing it with these noise songs that it doesn't sound like they're actually scratching anything. It sounds like they're just manipulating stuff like, you know, in Pro Tools. It's like there's, they're like, there's someone pointing a gun to their head saying they can't just like use a regular instrument. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah, they're just like, no, we have to do samples of kitchen sinks (laughs) and refrigerators for the whole record. And David is just like, yeah, I can rap over there. While he's sipping a fucking dark liquor, which he mentions multiple times on this record, too. <laughs> Just like I'm doing right now. Yeah, there we go. Hey, bud. How's it taste? Uh, it's so good. Nine-banded whiskey, man, from Austin, Texas. Oh. I like it. I like it oh. straight. I've been drinking whiskey straight, and I got too much body hair now. But so, Well, now's probably a good time to read that thing they sent you to read. Yeah. Uh, dude, yeah, we have an ad. Um. All right, here we go. All right. <clears throat> Wait, let me clean my throat. Oh, Jesus, dude, I was okay. <clears throat> All right, go ahead. <clears throat> okay. You ever wanted more body hair, <laughs> Brett? You ever think about how you should have more body hair? Yeah, yeah. No, that is it. It. it yeah, I've wanted. Look, you look like an, an albino seal. Why don't we have hair You're on so the palms slick. of our hands, too? I need palm hair. I need elbow hair. I need hair behind my knees, baby. I'm fucking cold. I want teeth and hair. I want mouth I want, hair. I wouldn't mind having gum hair. You know, if it if it helped me taste, I'd have tongue hair. But, but what what is the point, Lucas? The whole point is that, you know, I know something that's natural. <laughs> That can help you grow hair in places that you didn't even know you had follicles. Okay. Yeah, well, it, tell me about this magic product you got. It's it's an elixir. It's a, it's a snake oil of sorts. And it's called... <laughs> Wait a second. Well, just let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> let me finish. Don't say it's a snake oil. <laughs> they, hey, man, it's their script. Yeah, this, right. is, this is what I like to call nine-banded whiskey from Austin, Texas. What do other people call it? They call it Nine Banded Whiskey from Austin, Texas. Okay. Yeah. So, and it is smoky and peaty. And it's almost like a scotch. It's almost like a bourbon, but it's not a bourbon. It's it's pretty fucking good, man. And I have tongue hair after drinking maybe half this bottle this week. Wow. And it's only made me taste it better. I get more of the fruit notes and the caramels <laughs> And you know the 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 pitted vegetables, right? Yeah. And you know, with our code, uh, comedy bang bang, you can go to <laughs> ninebandedwhiskey.com, put in our code, and it'll give you two percent off your next bottle. It won't do it just. It won't do it in that purchase, but it'll do it your next time. Yeah. Right. They gotta know that you're gonna be a loyal customer. Yeah, they're not just going to give you a fucking 2% off bottle of whiskey. you got to buy a full one first, and then you'll put it in our code, and, and you'll get 2% off. And, and uh, 
every you know that that offer is good through um, November fourth, twenty twenty one. Yeah, wait, twenty. It's November third. Yeah, it's good until tomorrow. And I mean, this episode's not coming out for another couple weeks, but you know, we, we got to take our advertising money where we can. We we don't have any effects anymore. I mean, yeah, we had to get rid of all those. We got no funding for this fucking podcast. You guys refused to buy our Patreons for, you know, minimum five grand for the bronze level. So really, this is us giving you way more than you deserve. Yeah. Well, this is Nine Banded Whiskey giving us way more than we deserve. Uh, thank you, Nine Banded, for your future sponsorship. Well, thank future, you, uh, maybe legal issues. Yeah, future lawsuit, potentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, man, you know, it's good to have an ad for the first time in about 37 episodes. It's been a while. It feels nice. It feels right. It's been a while since we've talked about our ratings. What is your rating? You know what? You're so right. We, it's been so long since we've talked about the ratings to this album. Transition Kings. Um, I'm going to go first. Mine's going to be better than yours. Yeah, well, that's selfish. It's also true. It's also true. My rating is going to be better than your rating. Uh, both that's... in like the both in how high the number is and the correctness of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so ratings are no longer subjective. I mean, on, on no. this podcast, there this this is an objective rating. There's going to be a wrong answer and you're going to be the one to say it. All right. Well, we'll see. Um, <laughs> all that being said, there are some songs that I, I will probably skip when I listen to this one again. Tonight is definitely my least favorite song on the album. I never listen to Williams Mix. Uh, yeah. Body and Blood is good, but I skip it. Um, and, But uh, aside from that, I think the music is interesting. The we haven't. I don't think we've talked enough about uh, the rapper on this one. Uh, but no, he's. I, I saved like fifteen minutes at the end. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and even the features on this record are honestly like fantastic. I I even like Gooch. All right. Well, you you said you were going to be objective about this. Yeah. Uh, well, look, we're all Gooch is not objectively good. <laughs> you don't, hey man, you don't know Gooch like I do. Well, I hope Gooch doesn't listen to this. Um, but yeah, I I'm thinking of giving this one an eight point six. Holy fuck, man! I I would say the if it was just like a uh, vocals only, uh. It might be a 10. It might be a 10. A 9.9 yeah. with tonight, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but look, man. I mean, that just means that there's so much potential for them to write, like, a, 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 a crazy, uh, really good album. I haven't listened to all their stuff, so so maybe there's something better out there. I'm giving this an 8.6. Oof. Well, that is a very generous score. For something who that honestly, I feel like the music, um, for the most part, is nearly unlistenable. Wow. I'm sorry, right, man. I mean, 
Look, I mean, I, again, I have I do have two choice nugs. It was not hard to have two choice nugs, and I have two honorable mentions. So, you know, that's four out of fourteen songs that right. I really enjoyed, and it's just it's oh boy, I ten out of four, man, ten ten out of fourteen is not a good ratio to have for a good score. Well, what is, what score are you going to give it then, huh? I uh, 100% agree with you that if it was just David David alone, if not a 10, a fucking 9 point something high. Yeah. No doubt. For me, the music alone without David on it is probably like a 1... Damn. To maybe 1.3 or 4. Wow. That's I'm, crazy. I it is crazy, dude, because it's it makes this it, it makes my heart confused about this record. <laughs> right. Cuz there's so much re-listenability to David and so little of that with the music for me. So with that said, I mean, what's the average of a 10 and a 1? Uh, I assume it'd be near a 5. Yeah, what's the what's the mean or the median or whatever? I think it's going to be this... I'm going to have to give this album something like a 5. I'm going to give it a solid 5. And honestly, that's higher than I think I really want to rate it. But it's because I can't... It breaks my heart to even put it at a 5... With how good David is. Wow. All right. Yeah. It that's... kills me inside. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I hate the music so much, but I love him so much. And it's just like, oh, man, I got to give it a five, even though I want to give this because of just his lyricism and his how amazing he is, like above a nine. Wow. Well, imagine I mean, if those two things aligned, man. Hopefully. Hopefully you give the rest of their discog a chance. I don't think you need to go backwards anymore. I will. Yeah. No, I will. For sure. I, I'm really interested in those horror records, I think. A lot. Yeah. It, it's, uh, but, man, if David works with The Alchemist... <laughs> That's just your answer to everything, isn't it? We, we just might throw The just, Alchemist on it. It might be the only album I want to talk about for the rest of the year. <laughs> Uh, well, with that being said, what is what like, what is the next song you want to talk about, man? Um, I mean, the next song or the next album, because I can do either well, one. Well, no, you kind of disappointed me with how you talked about it, so you only get a song. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's gonna make it harder for me to choose. Uh, let me look at my list here. You know, I feel like I would love to talk about another King Gizzard record. Because I really wanted to talk about Butterfly 3000, but we at least got to do that on the live stream a little bit, you know? Like, I got it out of my system. But I think it's time that we listen to my favorite King Gizzard record. It's finally time. It's finally time, man, because you still haven't heard it, right? Uh, I've kind of listened through very casually. Okay, so you... Okay, well, yeah, man, it's... uh, it's night night creeper. <laughs> it's, it's, it is not. Do not make me listen to that album again. It is Polygon Duana Land. 
Polygon Wonderland. So so excited to! I haven't listened to that album in probably two years, and it's my favorite by them. Wow. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, Polygon Wonderland. All right, man. I'm excited. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, if you listened to the record before this episode, good job. You you ingested this piece of media in the way that we uh, prefer. If not, intended. If not, that's fine too. A little less fine. It's a little less fine, but we we would love you know we love if if you guys are listening along with us and you know you can share your thoughts with us too. Like we. Music is so subjective, and that's one of my favorite parts of doing this podcast is hearing Brett and our guests uh, differing opinions from me because it's just you know just shows how it's it's so personal. Yeah, music is probably one of the most personal art forms out there. Yeah, I mean it's it's you're never gonna you're never gonna hear the same thing for two people if you dig deep enough. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, well. I mean, Brett, except for people... that Travis Barker's like kind of trash now. Yeah, except it's Kenny Hoopla. Kenny Hoopla is who he does some kind of cool shit with. Kenny I Hoopla. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Check him out. But uh, Brett, where can people find us? You know what? I'll tell you. Uh, tell me. I'll tell you. Yeah. You can find us on Instagram at EVPcast. Uh, that's kind of where we talk about news, kind of. We, <laughs> <laughs> we post our new episodes and we that's post about our it. new episodes on there there, yeah. there, there are hardly we need to any post times every, we need to post every single fucking day apparently with the algorithm but I have no idea what to post oh I don't know I don't. I, I think it's fine I'm putting that on you <laughs> yeah that's my bad that's your job you can find us on YouTube at Earbuds Podcast you can find us on Twitch Earbuds Podcast the Twitch on channel any Friday that we feel like it any Friday that is a Friday that we're streaming, we'll be on there. Yeah, we decide usually the day before. So, <laughs> if, really professional operation. If not later. If not later. <laughs> if not that afternoon. Um, and, yeah, you're already listening to the podcast. You can find this anywhere podcasts are found. So, if you're listening on, like, I don't know, Stitcher, you can go on Spotify, bud. It's okay. Listen to it on both. You can listen to it on both. You can listen the same to episode. It. Listen on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Go ahead and go to our Podbean website. We do have a website, technically. Yeah, technically. Um, you don't need to go. There's nothing there to see. Um, but if you can't catch our shit anywhere else, then yeah, go to our podbean.com slash earbuds podcast. I think we have like a watermark as our yeah. like header on that website. Yeah, we definitely do. We need to do a little more work there. I don't know if we do actually. I don't really care too much about that. No, I don't think. I don't think too many people find us through that. No, if you want to see some really fucking entertaining shit, you can find me on Instagram at Jean Luc Guitard or Brett on Instagram at Brett Hanrahan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thanks so much for listening, buds. We we love you guys all. Two of you. All, all two. All me two and to Brett. Two and three of you. Yeah, maybe even you know one of my one of our parents is probably listening. Hopefully, and not. to that we say I'm sorry. Yeah, to them. Um, yeah, Brett, I couldn't possibly apologize with words. I know that we apologize to our parents pretty much every day. Um, yeah, right. But you know, with that said, how how, uh, how would you rate this episode? You know what? I'm gonna rate this episode an eight point six. 
Dang. And that's where it ends. That's where the number ends. That's that's all you're doing today? Just 8.6. Just I'm one tenth sick. behind the decimal. I'm sick of these four decimal numbers that we keep doing every episode. Yeah, I'm sick of you doing it. You're per, you're you know perp- perpetuating it. Yeah, propagating even. You're propagating it. You don't know how to propagate. You don't know how to elegate. You don't know how to designate. Damn, dude, don't come after my organization skills like this. I'm just saying, you, you don't know how to uh, operate. I probably already said it. <laughs> I probably already said that one. That's all I got. My my bench is not as deep as David's. But uh, I would I would rate this episode um, an 8.666. Ah. <laughs> Brett? Yeah. Was this good? You know what? I don't know. I'm going to have to ask David. I I I've been kind of licking his toes this whole episode, so I take mm-hmm. most of my direction from him. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? If he gets back to me, I'll tell you. Okay, well, uh I guess I accept that. Uh, this, uh, this, I think this was good. You know what? I think this was good too. I'm just Aww. gonna say. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well. Uh, bye, buddy. Bye. Three and a two and a one.